0: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's non-stop hustle all the time. Work Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You're listening to the Top Road Press Radio Network.
1: Shut up and sit
0: down. <laughs>
2: hello everyone welcome to the topropepress.com wwe giraffe post show i am the editor-in-chief of top rope press ryan Drosty. joined here by my esteemed associate editor jason stout esteemed. and esteemed is right we let's ju- just
3: go esteemed i'm steamed.
2: <laughs> whatever you want sir he's the yeah. master of monday night raw you may know him for the good the bad and the ugly reports, Um, and we're going to just give our thoughts on what we saw tonight during the WWE draft on the first ever live Tuesday edition of SmackDown, so let me just start off, I'm just going to throw it out there, Jason, what did you think of the show?
3: I'm still trying to figure out what we watched, (laughs) I mean, let's be fair, Uh, every Monday I sit down for three hours of WWE programming, and it's been the same thing for, what, at least five years. And for the last month and a half, they've been promoting this live SmackDown, this move to Tuesday, where we were going to finally see something different. That was the whole basis for the move. And instead, we saw two hours of really strange decision-making and just random matches thrown in. I thought it was probably the worst produced show probably in the last month. That's just me, though.
2: But, I mean, well, I've seen better. I think our Twitter followers would agree with you. Um, glancing at our poll here, let me scroll down. I asked, what did you think of the WWE draft? Um, last time I checked, there was about... Ryan, things. I hate to interrupt
3: you. I have to interrupt you for a minute. Yeah. just Eva Marie just got drafted to SmackDown.
2: My God. Eva Marie.
3: My God. Um, Bailey and Asuka just chilling in NXT while Eva Marie will now be on Tuesday nights making me want to vomit and strangely feel really attracted to a redhead all at the same time. So I'm sorry just- to my wife on that one. but
2: Jessica Rabbit herself. Go ahead.
3: Back to that poll. More important.
2: All right. The poll. Uh, let's see. So we said, what did you think of the draft? Um, Last check, we got 223 votes, and 41% of those 223 say disappointing show. Uh, 34% said average, and 25% said great. So not the best reaction there for WWE on this show.
3: But you know as well as I do, WWE will run their own poll in the next like hour, and somehow those votes will say 87% loved it because every mark out there's like, yes, the draft, the draft, Shane McMahon is bringing SmackDown back. Why are the commissioners out there? Why do we have commissioners, general managers, and I think, but I'm not 100% certain, I think they each have Oompa Loompas that work for them to make the actual picks. Like, it's like they're in the little thing that they used to spin with the balls inside. That's what happened. And so they had little laptops out there this time that had nothing to do with the predetermined picks of all 37 rounds that have happened so far.
2: that's right. That's actually where, uh, What's his name was the uh, the former assistant to Finley who got released a few months ago. Oh, is that where
3: Hornswoggle was?
2: That's where Hornswoggle,
3: Hornswoggle was inside the computer, he like was, like the hamster on a wheel.
2: He, That's great. He was drafted off the air just returned.
3: He, he was he was just drafted now. Uh, Eva Marie's manager, so <laughs> that'll be great. I can't wait for Tuesdays. So
2: yeah, that would actually make Eva Marie at least one hundred and fifty percent more entertaining if she came out with Hornswoggle.
3: That would be true, only because I would totally expect her to like carry him out like a baby in a swaddle kind of thing. So, that's, I, just,
2: that's my preference. I actually think if this was the Attitude Era, there would be a pretty good chance that they would pair those two together, just for comedy. This is true.
3: <laughs> but then, we all know that that one guy who doesn't matter would come out and punt Hornswaddled Because he'd be a baby. Who was that? Who was that? The guy with the really bad teeth. Who was
2: that? Oh, God. I can't. No, it wasn't God.
3: Um, (laughs) That was McMahon. He did that, too. Yeah. Shawn Michaels traded God in the Attitude Era. Let's not talk about the Attitude Era. It's terrible.
2: Terrible. I was actually at WrestleMania 22 when they were building up the Shawn Michaels, God, Vince McMahon thing before their match, the ladder match. Is that your
3: pee break? That
2: would have been my pee break. Almost, but I had never seen Shawn Michaels wrestle in person before.
3: Oh, well, that's that's fair. Enough. That's fair.
2: Speaking so, of
3: wrestling, there were was there like one and a half matches tonight on the show? Something like I don't. Yeah, they I, were. Pr- the championship match was completely a waste of time. I was shocked by the clean finish, but not really when you think about what Sunday needs to be, but.
2: Still, yeah, it was it's pretty formulaic. You'd have uh, you'd have the draft picks, and all of a sudden there was guys in the ring. Um, probably the best match I would say would be the Cesaro Jericho match, which Cesaro of lost. Of course,
3: which makes plenty of sense because Jericho was drafted what almost uh, I believe thirteen picks ahead of Cesaro because it's two thousand eight. And we really are reliving the past because Kane got drafted too, in the big show. I'm I don't know what happened. But
2: yeah, I was so confused. Jericho was Raw's ninth draft pick. And
3: that's insane.
2: And I believe Cesaro was the seventeenth. So almost twice as far down. That the is list.
3: insane.
2: So well, yeah.
3: I'm just happy that both Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns got drafted tonight because everyone on the internet was completely terrified that two guys who obviously take steroids got caught taking steroids. So,
2: oops. We're going to, yeah, we're going to have to talk about that Lesnar issue here later on for sure because that's going to be a big story um, moving on. But, yeah, like Jason said, he was drafted. Uh, fourth, Raw's fourth pick. Um, actually, no, fifth pick. Uh, Raw's top five picks in order were Seth Rollins, Charlotte, Finn Balor, Roman Reigns, and Brock Lesnar. So here's a question for you, Jason. First fact- of all, Ryan. Yes. First of all,
3: Charlotte, her ring name now is Guest because she is Ric Flair's guest when they go to functions because no one apparently knows WWE Women's Champion Charlotte outside of the WWE.
2: That was the uh, – was that the AP photo of them at yeah. the – was that at the ESPYs? my background,
3: on my computer. So I hate Charlotte. If you, had, <laughs> if you guys don't know that, read it. It's on Top road Press.
2: So Charlotte, who the media has no idea who she is, was the number two pick on Raw. Yes, ahead of Finn Balor, Roman Reigns, the man who has been anointed the – crown jewel of WWE for the last two years, and even ahead of Brock Lesnar, despite his steroid testing. So they obviously think a lot about Charlotte at this point.
3: Sadly, sadly they do, but not the rest of the women's division because SmackDown had all of one for what, almost five rounds?
2: Right. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. That was perfect. There hasn't been really any talk about two women's belts that I have seen, thank God, not yet. Um, so I don't know if that's going to be a floating championship or how they're going to handle that. Uh, but...
3: I would think that Becky Lynch would like to wear floaties and fight for the championship. <laughs> she could probably make a pun out of that right now.
2: Go real well with her medieval outfit that she currently Great.
3: wears. The, mid- the medieval steampunk, I can't figure it out, but no one else knows what those things are, so I can totally pull it off.
2: Did you see my tweet um last night about becky lynch and her ring gear yes
3: yes <laughs>
2: my my wife is I, I, really into that show outlander set back in the yeah. uh 1700s and in, in the uk well it wasn't the uk at the time but you know the british isles well, she close yeah she's not, not a fan of professional wrestling at all so i had to point out to her the ring gear becky lynch was wearing see if it would hook her into the show at all it, it failed but it was worth a shot
3: our wives for any of you listening uh god bless them for allowing us to watch grown men in underwear with wet hair as my wife calls them all compete every week <laughs> on our television screens.
2: so pretend to fight our wives. So have you ever – we're getting way off track, but that's all right because we've got one with her right now. That's where we're going.
3: (laughs) I have my train set on speeding faster than a speeding bullet because I hate Superman, and your train is like, can we please get back on track? And I'm like, (laughs) Mr. Conductor, no. We have to stay where we are because why not?
2: Oh, Alicia Fox just got drafted to Raw, so you can breathe a little bit easier, Jason. Um, I'm
3: not kidding. I think Raw has the entire women's division. I really do. They, I'm they have Becky and Natalia list. are just gonna fight for six more years on SmackDown and that's gonna be all they'll have every week <laughs> on Tuesday. Is the little last kicker from Outlander, as you so weirdly <laughs> put her, versus Natty who doesn't know how to be a bad guy if Brett came and showed her directly. So it's terrible.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm looking at the rosters here and you're right. It's yeah, it's gonna be Natalia and Becky Lynch. Maybe Naomi once in a while. and Oh, actually. Naomi's
3: just coming back from injury, isn't she?
2: Yeah, she is. I, I got to inform you, Dana Brooke has just been drafted to Raw.
3: See, I'm telling you, the entire roster is on Raw. I, I don't. And Dana Brooke is is so green that I, she makes Charlotte look talented. So I guess that's what they put her with her for, but
2: terrible. Dana Brooke... Go back
3: to your point. We are way off track. I steered us well, down the road of less travel.
2: At least we're talking about the draft right now. So I will say true. Dana Brooke has potential, but they brought her... Potential to what? She,
3: potential to what? Flex for you? What, is, <laughs> what does she have potential to do?
2: I think she's athletic. She has a good look, but the problem is she hasn't been wrestling for long at all. And of course no. they rush her up to... A, the main roster right away, just like the rushing up Nia Jax, who was terrible. I uh, and not to she's, mention Baron Corbin. I who's would never
3: tell up, Nia Jax. Might as well be. Yeah, I would never tell Nia Jax to her face that she is terrible, though, because she's she's whew, that's that's a woman that could kick our asses in her sleep. <laughs> so. She is
2: no. I think. Well, I will say Nia Jax is more potential than Dana Brooke, but also just not ready for the main.
3: Oh no, not even close. Not even close.
2: So they're they're going crazy with these NXT picks right now. All right, so Carmella going to SmackDown, which is weird because Enzo and Cass are on Raw. Carmella is dating Cass in real life, so. Kind of a dick move there by the WWE.
3: It's, it's more of a dick move. The fact that seriously, look at everyone they've drafted from NXT tonight, and you look at that roster. And you know you have to keep star power at NXT. That's that's crucial to that brand moving forward. But the women's division in NXT is on life support right now. So to bring up Carmelo, who has improved drastically in the last couple of months, and to bring up Nia Jax, who is really the only heel they have down there and bring up Alexa bliss, who was the only other heel. All you have down there now is Oscar and Bailey. And then you have a lot of great other talent, but they're just, they're not signed to full-time contracts like Deanna Perrazzo. You know, Billy Kay is good, but they've given her no time on the air. And what does this mean? I'm going to see more of Mandy. Like, I don't, I'm okay. I don't know. Sarah Lee. Thanks. I'm good. This is, this is a little scary that they're like going to really actually raid the roster, but in ways that I didn't see coming. Not
2: even close. All right. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you because, um, yeah, I think Deanna Purrazzo is really good. They just bring her in for, like, spot shows here and there. I'm not sure why she's not signed to a full-time contract. Um,
3: not even, no, no clue, none.
2: Considering the lack of depth they have in the women's division in NXT. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, overall, well, let me so ask seen you this, Jason, What do you think? Did you catch that? What do you, what do you? What's
3: that? I'm seeing that that's seven NXT picks.
2: So they've went over their allotment already. Sorry about that, listeners. We had a bit of technical problems, but I was just about to ask Jason what his thoughts were on uh, which brand is stronger by the rosters that have been drafted tonight. And then we will get to a caller we have on the line. So, Jason, what do you think? Which brand brand's stronger?
3: I mean, I think logically you'd have to say that Raw is stronger just because they did exactly what you knew they would do. They would take – well, they took the majority of the champions, which I thought was interesting, right off the bat. It's the longer show. You're going to need to have a little bit of star power, I guess, maybe. But I I think in the long run, I think SmackDown, though, is going to be the stronger show. I think the roster dictates that. I think the drafting team guys like American Alpha, I think – bringing over Bray Wyatt to finally get away from the Wyatt family. If I was watching the rest of those draft picks, right? I think Rowan got drafted to Raw, not 100%, but I think he did. And, you know, of course, AJ Styles. I mean, AJ Styles is pretty much for, even though he's 39 years old, Vince, I think, sees his mistake, and now is the time. If you're going to create two titles, even if you're not going to, I think now is the time. And AJ brings that to SmackDown to make it a must-see show. And I think overall, they're going to end up having the better roster.
2: So SmackDown's better for the future, and Raw's better for what we got right now.
3: That's usually how it goes. I'm almost positive I could see Stephanie and Triple H just sitting in back with Vince going, no, no, we want this guy. We need him here. We need this person here. And I think Vince's ego showed through again tonight like it always does. Shout-out to Abby. Arthur for our top Rope press because I guarantee it's exactly
2: what she's thinking right now. So Agreed. All right. I'm going to put through John here, have him join us on the line. have got John Bunting, topropepress.com news writer. Should be coming through here. John, are you on the line?
3: No, but Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Is. <laughs> sorry. Oh.
2: There he is. What's up, guys?
1: Can
2: oh, <laughs> you guys hear me? We can hear you. Yeah. What's yes. up, man?
1: Not much, man. What uh so what a draft.
2: What do you I'm Are gonna ask to you? Serve? What who do you think has the stronger roster right now, John?
1: Well I think Jason hit it really the best. Raw has this the stronger roster. But just like they did like the brand split years before, SmackDown has the future. Uh I'm really surprised that Balor went to Raw. I really thought they put him on SmackDown and then let him develop from there. So that was a little bit surprised for me, but you know seeing Seth Rollins Roman reigns uh Brock Lesnar, which I'm surprised he even got drafted in the first place uh go go to raw was very surprising uh the big disappointment for me is no nakamura no nakamura in your roster uh and and uh you you corrected me Ryan there's supposed to be six n x t people drafted is that correct yep and I'm counting. Well, unless you count American Alpha, as two. We got Bauer American Alpha, Nia Jax, and Alexa Bliss, right?
2: Yeah, and they've five. Yeah, they've already surpassed six. Aren't we at seven?
1: I think we're at knows? seven now. You, I'm not keeping up with it right now because I can't up even up. Three. Oh, I forgot about her. Everyone does. Is that, is, is that even important, really?
3: I think her husband. Most of the time, forgets about her too until he's on Total
1: Divas. So, <laughs> I, I heard he's going to be drafted next. To, uh, to I would watch. Team. I would watch him before I would watch her.
3: <laughs> I'm almost positive he has more talent.
1: I, I, I agree. Agreed. Now, agreed. Yeah, you know, I I will disagree with the redhead thing though because you know I, I shut the door because my girlfriend's in the other room and she's redhead so. No, I I don't want to get you know roundhouse kicked in the in the face.
3: I'm just saying, my wife's downstairs. I'm not allowed to like anyone but her. So (laughs) I don't. I think they're all terrible. Every woman besides my wife is awful. Right. (laughs)
1: Agree. Agree.
2: Yeah. So Nakamura, it it was a bit of a surprise. Um, Maybe. I guess if you look at it from the NXT perspective, they got to sell tickets, and you're taking Finn Balor, who's your top draw, they got Nakamura in the takeover main event with Joe. Joe was another guy that people thought might have been drafted, um, which I thought there was a chance Mojo would come up because Kevin Owens came up right when he was the champion.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: So he could have worked dual for at least a little while. Um, but I don't know. By the time Nakamura didn't get drafted in the top five, I was hoping he wouldn't be just because Word. I thought, you know, he's got to go early to make it a big deal if he is. So, yeah, I, I agree, though. Knock him around the main roster. He's one of the top probably two or three wrestlers in the entire company. It's kind of silly. He's in NXT not making money for them, but it is what it is.
1: Even Austin Aries. I mean, there's Aries, you know, staying in NXT. I thought he would be like one of the surprise guys that could just because of his – just because of what he did in the past. This gives his TNA history, which I know Vince McMahon doesn't give two craps about, uh, but still had him being a little bit older. What is no. TNA,
3: John? what is, what is TNA? I I've, I've never seen
1: it. Um, what what is TNA? Yeah, what is that? Is that <laughs> it's, it's is very, that? It's a very is, is that it's that a very Disneyland? rogue. It's very rogue company. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're based out of Puerto Rico, <laughs> where uh, the shining stars are. Right, right, right. okay. Right.
3: Come to Puerto Rico and see TNA. That exactly, would be. Exactly. Why don't they do that? That right there is TNA's whole angle moving forward. <laughs> Come to Puerto Rico and see Eddie Colón's children and us. That'd be. It'd be great. Is that who they are? Eddie Colón. I, I have a question for John.
1: Yeah.
2: I have ahead. a
3: question for John. Sure. John, I'm curious. Seriously, as you watch this tonight, did you see anything that? gave you any confidence that SmackDown can be its own brand and it can be something that can actually make people want to watch up to six hours, seven hours of WWE programming
1: each week? Uh, I'm, I'm going to say yes, because I think they start off strong. And I'm saying they start off strong with getting Daniel Bryan. Uh, Daniel Bryan as a GM, even though he's not the best on the mic, he's still a draw. And, uh, and him using him in context with this SmackDown brand is very, very smart. And my my idea, the fact that, you know, you're using someone that is highly pop- popular and developing him into that brand. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of – I think so. I mean, you're looking at Ambrose. Uh, I mean, Ryan I and mean, my
3: favorite superstar. Right.
1: Oh,
4: yeah.
3: Based solely on his in-ring move set and terrible gimmick, all, all five moves. Yeah, well, he no. I think John Cena has more moves than Dean Ambrose does. To be completely honest that's with you,
1: that's true. That's true. Yeah,
3: John Cena threw uh, a drop kick tonight. I saw it.
1: <laughs> yeah, you, know, you got Cena. I think Cena still has something left. You know, the the older my kids are getting, uh, and the more they're liking John Cena, the more I'm accepting it. Uh, which I don't know if. if I need therapy for that, but uh, of to look degree. into it.
3: It's fine. <laughs> in um, stage
1: by the way, Cleveland Browns, really? I got. I'm rocking the Cavs championship
3: shirt too. I'm Clevelanders, man. Cleveland, born and bred. So, all right. All right. I'm sorry. I mean, Ryan's uh, from Chicago. He has no championships, so it's totally understandable.
2: I'm not going to get into it.
3: <laughs> None. We will. We will at some point because why not? But I'm with you on what you're saying, and I was curious because see, my thing was with Daniel Bryan, I, I totally agree with you, that's that's their that was their key move out of everything they could have done. That was their key move. And we knew about it for weeks. But I'm still of the mindset though that you can't have an authority figure who is more popular than 80 to 90 percent of your roster. and that's what he's gonna be. So unless he can carry the show, you're going to have a lot of trouble filling two hours with compelling television with Dean Ambrose's rebound clothesline and John Cena being there every four weeks because he's filming a movie that no one's going to watch. Wait, that's the myths. But you will be filming a movie that four people will watch. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I get you, but I'm, I'm curious if it's actually going to be able to be compelling television. I didn't see anything tonight for me that says that SmackDown is on the right
2: track. Yeah, that was my big question in their first five picks. You got Ambrose, who Jason and I have gotten into that. We're not huge fans of him as the WWE champion. We've got AJ, who's awesome. Cena, part-time. Randy Orton gets hurt all the time. Ray Wyatt, they've been wasting his career for years. So, yeah, not a lot of confidence in the SmackDown brand right off the bat. But like John said, they do have potential Maybe down the line. Um, I think the point when I got a little bit excited for SmackDown's future was when American Alpha got drafted. Those guys are awesome. They got to keep them together as long as possible. Bring back the tag team division. Um,
3: That was huge. That was huge. I personally like seeing the revival because those guys make me laugh and they're really good in the ring. But Alpha hands down will be able to Revitalize whatever SmackDown tag team division would be a lot quicker than
2: those guys would have. So, yeah, I I will say um, that of the NXT picks, I guess the disappointing thing was almost all of them were expected. You know, they were they're what everyone thought was going to happen. Pretty predictable. Um, But yeah, uh, go ahead. No
1: Bailey, no Bailey for God's sakes.
2: Hey, I want
1: some Bailey.
2: So what are the odds Bailey comes in as the mystery partner? I've seen Jason tweet a lot about this. You pretty sure it's her? I'm not
3: sure it's her, but if it's not, it's a completely wasted opportunity. I mean, even even Sasha tweeted it out a couple days ago, I saw, where she's like, it's not going to be Bailey, and she gave this extremely convoluted and ridiculous answer as to why she wouldn't be but, I mean, look at your options that you have right now. I mean, is it going to – it's not even Natalia because she's wrestling Becky and both of them are on SmackDown. So not that that really matters in a pay-per-view that we've seen yet, but other than that, I mean, who do you stick with Sasha that makes sense? Like, you can't give her Naya. I mean, what, what, what sense does that make? It's they have a common goal of taking the title. Nia would turn on Sasha in a heartbeat, and that whole match is a wasted opportunity from start to finish. So I think the only person that makes sense as a partner is Bailey. I just don't know if we're going to see it.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'd say 50-50 on it. Um, If she is going to be the mystery partner, it would have been dumb to draft her because it gives away the surprise. Um, Right. So so I could see it. Um, I mean, who are some people they could bring back that haven't been there? I saw someone on Twitter talking about Trish Stratus. You know that I I think that would be pretty cool. If Trish Stratus came back for one match. I don't see that happening, but that would surprise some people. She has talked about wanting to come back and wrestle a little bit. Um, can you guys think of anyone else that would be a decent surprise?
3: I mean, Lita's already you know. on staff, so but Nikki Bella be the huge one. But her her uh, next appointment isn't until August, I think. So, But, I mean, Brie could obviously come back, um, the Daniel Bryan connections there, but no one would care, including Daniel Bryan, um, who, if you didn't catch it tonight, he mentioned when he drafted Becky Lynch that she was the greatest women's wrestler that they could pick, so he totally made his own wife completely expendable in that one sentence. <laughs> My wife was the one who picked up on that, by the way, not me. Fantastic move.
2: Wait wait but a second. I here. don't know.
3: I think Lita is the only one because she's on the pre-show, She shouldn't be because I don't want to listen to her talk ever. Um but she's great in the ring. She's a Hall of Famer for a reason. And I think it would get a really nice pop, you know, on at Sunday if if all of a sudden Lita comes out and wrestles with Sasha to, you know, beat up Dana Brooke and her flexing. So
2: That's her one move, the flex. (laughs) The flex.
3: Ric Flair has more moves than Dana's, and Ric Flair is 30,000 years old. He's Methuselah, for crying out loud. So
2: So when we get to Battleground Sunday, um, obviously all the talk is about having two world champions, and uh, they did have Ambrose beat Rollins clean tonight on SmackDown. So what do you think is going to happen as far as uh, they can do a, another like double finish like they did on Raw. You think they're backtracking on the two world champions? What do you think, Jason? What do you think, John?
1: Let's, what
2: do you think, John? I'm, I'm curious.
1: curious. Uh, see, that's the only thing I'm up in the air about is like, how do they do this now? Because uh, you're going into battlegrounds as a triple threat, and so to me, it's like you can't have two winners in that situation. There's going to be one, and so unless they have one person win. Which would make sense to be Ambrose since the other two are on the Raw roster, and then the next falling out on Raw, introducing the world title to where I would venture to think that Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns would be the contenders for it going into SummerSlam. Uh, other than that, I don't I don't understand or how how else you could develop that storyline any differently. Could mean honestly to me keeping one world champion would be wonderful. I mean Ric Flair did it for for over two decades in the NWA. So why can't he's still the NWA champion, John. It's true. He's still
3: the NWA champion. He's never lost it.
1: Isn't it Shane Douglas though? Shane Douglas don't want to drop the belt though. Like I said, he's never
3: lost it. Who the hell is Shane Douglas? It's not nineteen ninety six ECW. We don't care who Shane Douglas is. I didn't think I even cared then. Paul Paul Heyman doesn't care who Shane Douglas is. Shane Douglas is gonna find me and beat me up now, but that's fine. I don't care. I'll take him on.
2: I'll I think lose. I think Shane Douglas is in that concussion lawsuit, isn't he?
1: Yes, he is.
3: They're all everyone's in the concussion lawsuit. Everyone <laughs> who doesn't want to be in the WWE Hall of Fame is currently
1: in the concussion lawsuit. I'm in the concussion lawsuit.
3: <laughs> I'm. I have talked to my lawyer. He says I my life is one permanent concussion, so I can't blame WWE for that. So <laughs> we're out.
2: Yeah. Well, permanent. They're definitely permanently blackballed company. That's for sure.
3: No doubt. No doubt. Which is terrible because you know you got guys like Demolition in there who, you know, that's 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 my guys. That was the that that was tag team wrestling in the nineteen eighties and they're just chilling on the independent circuit signing autographs still in their face paint, which is sad, but it is what it is.
2: Wasn't uh Demolition was in one of their video games a couple years ago as uh Hidden characters. So they had some working agreement with WWE, at least in the recent history.
3: I think you're right. That was one of the yeah, you're right. It was one of those the, the mobile games, I think, wasn't it?
2: Or it was it was a console game because I remember the first time I brought them out, I, I couldn't wait to hear the theme song. Oh, this is
3: great. <laughs> the Revolution Memories.
2: One of the greatest theme songs of all time. This is true.
1: This is true. For sure. Oh, you bet, Jason, I'm curious to find out. How do you think it's going to work out after battleground? How how are they going to do the two world titles? Well, much like tonight proved, uh, they're still flying by the seat
3: of their pants. Um, there's no plan in order, I don't think, outside of the production for the show tonight. I think it's the only thing that they planned. Uh, obviously, you can see the picks that they're doing on the network. That was... They threw it together, seeing what worked, seeing what stuck. You know, They had their list, and they went off of it. But I think for Sunday... I can see – I think yours is the only way that works. I think Ambrose has to retain somehow. Uh, I would assume some sort of swerve angle where Reigns turns maybe on both of them but still loses, therefore set up Rollins and Reigns the next night on Raw. I just hope that no one comes out with the big gold belt and just hands it to somebody again, which I can totally see Stephanie doing with Rollins, but – we can't keep revisiting the past and hope that it works because it's not going to work.
2: So you're talking about the 2002 triple H tremendous world title being handed to him.
3: Right. And he was like, look what I found guys. Like I'm almost positive that he, they found it in the warehouse in Stanford and said, we should probably use this because it's beautiful and gorgeous, which it is. But I don't, like, I'm with you, John. I don't want to see two champions. I think we could stick with one and it would work with close between both rosters. It does kind of, <laughs> kind of mean like the whole idea that we did two guys to each roster and one of them happens to be the WWE champion. But uh, unless they bring back the big wing gold belt, you know, the big winging duel, I don't care. I want Bret Hart to come out wearing that thing and like, give his glasses to Natalia in the front row and then hand the belt to Mick Foley who turns it into the hardcore belt and then everything comes full circle. That's my goal. most convoluted possible way to do things moving forward because that's Vince McMahon's way of doing things. Anyway, speaking of Mick Foley, Ryan, I'm curious if I'm alone in this. I tweeted out earlier today that, that Vegas has the the odds on Foley being general manager through battleground at like seven to two, like it's not going to stay. So I'm, I'm guessing battleground or Monday night Raw following battleground Foley's out. Like this dynamic between him and Stephanie is awkward and weird. And I think that he was just the guy they had to pick because no one else wanted the gig.
2: I think everything involving McFoley Foley is awkward and weird. I mean, have you That's seen him interact right. with his daughter?
3: Yes, that's yes. Very <laughs> true. I think it's almost him and Jerry Lawler hang out together. Yes. And trade stories. It's terrible.
2: I think he'll be around for six months, tops. And then, oh,
3: wow. Wow.
2: He'll be there a while. They, I mean, they got to promote his show coming up on the network. Holy Foley. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah.
3: It's called Lecherous Son, is what it's called. It's, <laughs> it's my daughter, wrestler with smiles too much. It's and Dewey wrote the entire thing.
2: <laughs> He'll be around a little bit. Um, I mean, I wrote on Twitter. Not, I was not very excited when he was revealed. I heard like that was probably what was going to happen, but I was hoping for more of a surprise. Nick Foley, I liked him all right as a wrestler, but um, had the chance to meet him a few years back and probably the least personable pro wrestler I've ever met in person, which... It's surprising when you watch him on TV, right? He seems like just kind mm-hmm. of a everyday guy. Like, oh, yeah, it'd be fun to have a beer with or whatever. Not at all. He was really unapproachable, really short with everyone. And it wasn't even like he uh, was having a bad night. I mean, I've, I've heard this from other people, too. So maybe that soured me on Mick Foley a little bit. But when I saw he mm-hmm. was the GM, I'm just like, uh, you know, boring.
1: I was waiting for Eric Bischoff,
2: really. I would have liked Eric Bischoff. I think I would have it'd been a surprise to a lot of people. I mean, today's fans, I'm not sure how f- familiar they are with him. They, they they talk about the Attitude Era and the Monday Night Wars a lot though. Yeah. But.
1: I mean, it's been airing on on WB network like every afternoon. Yeah. Every afternoon, I log in, it's 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 Monday Night Wars. Right. And so like I, I kind of thought like out of the out of the blue and Bischoff m- made a mention on uh, I don't know Twitter or, or something that he's open to a return. I was like, man, that would that would throw some curves, but you know, I, I just I just don't like the fact that Stephanie as a heel is bringing in a face to be a GM. And oh, they're both and the faces. That... That's
3: the difference. You have two face general managers for the first time since right, right, <laughs> ever, ever. I mean, hey. Lord, I just wasn't. Uh, I mean, Austin probably as commissioner was one of the last ones to be technically a face.
1: I mean, maybe I was still would have
3: Jack Tunney. That's who I was waiting for. I was waiting for the ghost of Jack Tunney to come out, and
1: he's a rise from the grave.
3: Yeah, he was going to start a CM Punk chant and basically take over RAW, which is what he should have done. I would, I would have, I would have paid my, I would paid nine ninety nine to see that. I, I don't even have 9.99 right now, so my network subscription is going to lapse, and I won't know who was drafted in the 27th round of the WWE draft directly from Evolve when Gabe Sapolsky announced the next three picks. So that's <laughs> that's going to happen.
2: Speaking of, I don't know. Speaking of Laurinitis, um wasn't he in a tag team with Shane Douglas? This is all coming full Jug. circle right now. The Jug. dynamic dudes.
1: It's it's coming, together. Dudes. coming together. My brother was a road warrior.
3: I'm relevant. I married <laughs> Nikki Miller's mom. That's my John Lornaitis impression. It's terrible, but it's probably better than John Lornaitis' actual voice. So
2: True. Very true.
3: I don't know how much emphysema he has, but he has a lot. <laughs> so
1: it's like he's inhaling and exhaling at the same time.
3: He's that woman from the cancer commercial with a hole in her throat that talks about how she shouldn't have done
1: oh I can't
3: even finish that. That was that was the most awful thing cool. I've ever said.
2: Oh, and God.
3: I just began the other listeners just I just became <laughs> Donald the just lost. So I just became <laughs> Donald Trump of the whole conversation. I'm really sorry, guys.
2: Oh, man. Hey, it's going on just down the road from you, Jason. I'm surprised you're right there.
3: I know. And I refused to go because it, I don't know if you saw this or not, but my goal was the only way. But I'm gonna pay attention to the RNC is the Cavs show up at the queue where it's at and challenge the Republican National Convention to a game, and the winner gets the nomination. So that was that was my plan for the presidency because I think J.R. Smith every like third day running the country would probably be one of the coolest things that's ever happened. So <laughs> Shirtless president jr. <laughs> standing on the White House lawn with 17 of his best friends that he just met having a party with like one one charcoal grill <laughs> and like so many beers and champagne uh. so I love my Cavs. if anybody didn't know so thank you he's for being this champion
1: He's not even a cavalier I, right now he's still for agent. no it's, no no he no he
3: is forever a cavalier. Um. Don't argue with me, John. Uh, Just like John Madden is always going to be a Raider, J.R. Smith will always be a Cavalier. Timothy Mozgov is not, though. F that guy. (laughs) Hate that guy. So. Whatever. Anyway, look, I veered us off track again, Ryan. That's all right. Great great job.
2: That's all right. I I can edit it out of the podcast later on. (laughs)
3: Oh, don't edit it. That was gold.
2: We want raw audio, though. It's that
3: was that was gold. <laughs> the John Lauritzen impression alone is like going to be your intro from now on. That's
2: I'm trying to picture J.R. Smith on the White House lawn grilling with like a tiny little charcoal grill. Actually, so.
3: <laughs> I don't I don't see why this is not a visual that you haven't already had. I mean, most of us <laughs> in Cleveland have had it for the last three weeks. So, um,
2: I think anyway. J- I think J.R. Smith would possibly be a better president than Donald Trump, but I digress. <laughs>
3: I would vote. I already voted for him in essentia. I sent him one of those ballot things that says
2: that I don't have to vote in
3: November. What are those called?
2: Oh, you're not going absentee. to vote or you already voted?
3: No, I, I sent in an absentee ballot for J.R. Smith and oh. his vice president, Scooby-Doo. So he would totally run with Scooby-Doo, by the way. Probably scrappy too, <laughs> but... That's just my
2: thought. Well, you live in Ohio, so your vote actually matters. So you have to vote.
3: This is true. This is true, which Space is Camp. why I'll probably be voting for my visa to Canada. So <laughs> um, anyway, enough enough voting. Um, I'm going to vote for Vince McMahon to not be in charge of WWE anymore. That's what I want to do. But no one's letting us do that. So come let me, Puerto Rico.
2: Let me run through some of the picks we haven't got to that have happened here on the post show. Uh, Let's see. For Raw, last ones we haven't said. Braun Strowman, Bo Dallas, The Shining Stars, Alicia Fox, Dana Brooke, and Curtis Axel. So we talked about a few of them. Um, And then on SmackDown, some of these we mentioned, some we did not. We got Alexa. We talked about that. Mojo Rawley, who Jason's thrilled about.
3: So we have like 19 guys another
2: from NXT, NXT now. There was only supposed to be six. Yep. And we brought up the entire roster. Carmella, another NXT. Then See, we got we got Breezango as a oh, unit. So
3: there you go.
2: Eva Marie. Greatest
3: tag. Team.
2: And uh, Eric Rowan. It appears Heath Slater has been undrafted as of this point.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So they went through all 60 picks, Mojo, Raleigh, and didn't draft Heath Slater to either brand. That is so WWE. That right there. We're only going to have six eligible NXT people, but we're going to draft 12 of them instead. And the guy who's been probably the hardest worker that doesn't ever get to be on any show is just sitting there going, What just happened? Why? I don't get it. I'm not a Heath Slater guy, but I mean, come on. The dude the dude's pretty good on social media, just like Ryder was years ago. And he's not bad in the ring. He's pretty generic, pretty fidel, but I mean, I'd rather watch Heath Slater on Monday night than I'd ever want to watch Mojo Raleigh do anything other than take his ADD medicine and stop showing up on my television.
2: <laughs> Not to mention the fact that he Slater just had his face practically ripped off over the weekend at a house show. Did you guys see those pictures?
3: Yeah. yeah. See? No. Mm-mm.
2: No gratitude love whatsoever.
3: You. You, you should come on our show. Come on our show.
2: We'll talk to you about this. If you're out there, Heath Slater, you can be the face of our upcoming podcast, Top Rope Nation, which uh, we will be hosting weekly here soon. Jason and I and probably a third member of the Top Rope press team, uh, maybe like on a rotating basis week to week. So John's auditioning right now for his shot on the show. (laughs) Doing a good job. Uh,
3: he's, he's got a Raiders hat on though, so we're still trying to figure that out. But I'm the
1: one wearing the Browns hat, so I'll I'll put on my Thunder hat. Is that better?
3: Is Kevin Durant going to be there with you? No, I'm sorry. He
1: he had to go there. <laughs> he, had, he had to throw the jab out right.
3: We're actually going to trade for him at the deadline. I don't know if you knew this or not, but the Cavs are going to trade for Durant at the deadline. And make he's a warrior.
1: Decisions. He's a warrior now. He's a yeah, warrior now. Yeah,
3: we're gonna trade for him from the Warriors. We're gonna we're gonna give them Andy Barajow's hair back, so it's fine. <laughs> he needs set for next year. So, in all seriousness, though, you were talking like you, those picks you just ran down at the end is kind of funny because I did see a couple things tweeted out uh, about how the WWE might be going back to some enhancement talent style matches. So when they bring guys in, they're not like coming in to, to go against guys like you know. I don't know. Like Apollo Crews wouldn't have to come in and wrestle Pete Slater. He could come in and you know wrestle some random guy they bring up from local talent. Like, I mean, what do you do now with these late round picks that have had no home to begin with? But now all of a sudden we're going to stick them on these shows at the end and hope no one notices we put them there. Or what? What do you do with that?
2: I wonder if the if they do go back to the enhancement matches. I wonder if it's more out of necessity because they're. Roster is so weak. I mean,
3: well, that's what I'm wondering. Is like, you have these guys who used to be enhancement talent, so to speak, that are at the very bottom of the roster now. Like they always have been, but I'm saying, like now they're at their individual show bottom of the roster. How do you use them? How do you utilize them that that it even remotely matters? Because I don't. Do you really want to see Kane at all?
2: No, I don't. I don't want to see Big
3: Show <laughs> ever again. I'm still wondering. Can we give Big Show to someone? I don't know who would take him. Like maybe the estate of Andre the Giant. I don't know.
2: You telling that he's Andre's him. child, like WCW once said.
3: Yeah, I mean that was that was the, probably the only gimmick he ever had that I actually respected because he was he was so green, but he was terrifying. Like when he sat up in that figure four on Nitro when Pharaoh had him in the figure four and grabbed him by the throat and choke slammed him. I. I I remember jumping out of my chair going, don't ever do that to Nate. I wanted Arn Anderson to come in and, and, like, you know, DDT the Giant. But I digress again.
2: Well, to blow the minds of anyone listening or watching this podcast right now, uh, the Big Show was drafted 14th. Overall for Raw, well, Raw's 14th pick, which was ahead of Neville and Cesaro. So there's that. That tells you where the big show I
3: is. I,
1: way, I, I was just on Twitter and I saw a tweet that Eva Marie was not drafted by uh, whatever, was it Raw or SmackDown? I thought it was Smackdown,
4: Smackdown. It? Yeah.
1: She was not drafted by any brain. She was actually drafted by Pornhub. Apparently. <laughs> I just I saw a tweet with her picture with Pornhub on it. I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna say that was lowbrow, but
3: most everything Eva Marie does is lowbrow, so it's about the same thing.
1: So. <laughs> but it but you know with with this brand split, what really expected was Fact that, you know, of course, you're up the roster, but the fact that you build up new stars because it's so hard to do it on, on a weekly basis, apparently it is, uh, with, with Ronald SmackDown and having the same roster. But with this draft, it seems like it, it that that's not going to happen. We might have one or two that are going to be able to expand the horizons and, and, and be able to do something more. But other than that, it seems like it's just, all right, well, you go here, you go here. We're going to keep everyone the same as far as our top guys, and we're just going to split them up for, for right now. Uh, and that, that that's a big worry to me as as, you know, as a fan because I really thought that this would be a time for them to develop something more. Uh, you know, Maybe, I don't know, God forbid, let's give Dolph Ziggler a chance again. Let's see what he can do. I'm uh, going okay, to echo your
3: sentence there and say, God forbid, please don't give Dolph Ziggler
1: his 87th chance.
3: To prove that he can't be a top guy. Hey, what? <laughs> Listen, I graduated to from Penn To prove that
2: he's going to imitate Shawn Michaels in every way possible.
3: Right. He's just a sexy boy. So, <laughs> But you did bring us full circle, John. I mean, I think that's the main point of tonight's show. Was that we spent two hours of our time, again, being hooked by WWE into thinking that here we go, we're gonna give you something different when all we gave you was more of the same. And moving forward, we're still not 100% sure what we're gonna give you. So stick with us, keep tuning in for 12 hours a week, including pay per views, and maybe we'll throw something to you, like, you know, because what are your options? Am I going to tune in Thursday to Pop TV? No, because, one, I still can't find it on you know, my TV Guide. I mean, that's just ironic because it was the TV Guide channel, and I can't find it. And I don't have any way to watch ROH because I'm lazy, and I'm not going to go online after the show to watch it. And I can't watch PWG because I live in Ohio, and, again, I'm lazy. So my options are... To so watch USA Network five hours a week, the WWE Network for two extra hours a week, and then throw in a pay-per-view once a month. God forbid if they do more than one, I'm going to lose my shit. But – we'll get ready. <laughs> I don't want to lose my shit. I, I barely have my shit together to lose it. So, you know, I, I think that's the main question that I think, you know, we want to ask everybody out there, you know, who's listening and who – who comes back next time, you know, what, what do you do? You know, this is, this is what the WWE keeps giving us. And we keep talking about it. So we keep giving them reasons to put it out there. And Stephanie McMahon wore a horrible dress to prove it tonight on the show. I am going to order that for my wife so she can have the words raw three times on her body. What I don't, why was it Daniel Bryan wearing a matching SmackDown dress? That's what I want to know. But (laughs) other than that, I mean, what, where do you go, Ryan, where do we go?
2: Uh, you need to go to njpwworld.com.
3: No, and pay your $8.40 a month. They, they don't. I, I'm very against the, the island nation of Japan. Uh, long story short, they just keep coming back and they're very resilient. And I. Don't we already have like two. Nakamura's over here, like in NXT. So why do I need to watch NG? Why do I have to watch New Japan? We already have two of them over here.
2: Their shows. That's Vince
3: McMahon's exact words, by the way. In case anybody was wondering, that's Vince McMahon's exact words. <laughs> Don't we already have two Nakamuras over here?
1: Dude, I was wondering where you're going with that. I was like, man, these people in Cleveland. I just bro. I'm
3: tired. It's Thursday. Impacts on in like 20 minutes.
2: John, do you watch New Japan? Uh yes, I do. All right. There we go. If if you if you don't like WWE, you gotta watch the New Japan, Jason. I'm telling you.
3: Is it is it on Mondays on the USA Network?
2: Eight dollars and forty cents. New Japan In, World. in some countries it, investment. You I'm already
3: make. I'm already giving nine ninety nine to the WWE network. I can't fork out seventeen dollars a month for online wrestling.
2: Sure you can. I
3: can't do it. No, I, I can't and I won't. <laughs> I have to choose and I'm gonna keep hurting myself with the figurative scissors that I'm running around my house with on Mondays and now Tuesdays watching Stephanie McMahon wear a raw dress and become her father right before our very eyes when she speaks.
2: So. You, you could take your replica Larry O'Brien trophy, which I know you've already purchased. It's probably a- It's
3: not a replica. <laughs> it's not a replica. They are allowing me to keep the real one for like, one week out of the year, which I have to get back to them on what week I want to keep it, but whatever.
2: Well, well, you can travel to Las Vegas and you can go yeah. into the pawn stores, the the pawn uh, Pawn Stars shop. I sorry. would never pawn the
3: Larry O'Brien. How about you got you got six of them? Let me borrow one of yours. <laughs> I'll pawn one of yours. You got six.
2: <laughs> that's true, but that's
3: it's... my oh, that's my only trophy. You know, you got you got like fifteen trophies sitting out there in Chicago. I got one. <laughs> one they lost the ones that the indians had you know from years ago they lost those so whatever
2: well my cubs their their trophies are like over 100 years old so maybe they're worth more money that way though i
3: don't even know do the cubs actually have a trophy or do they just have a goat that they sacrificed and then bronzed what do they
2: what it's do bronze, they do out there in Chicago? it's probably a bronze goat actually
3: I w- it would be a bronze goat it's the same thing that the indians have in there there they have they have a bronze Jim Brown trophy because he's the only thing that matters in Cleveland besides LeBron James.
1: I heard Chicago. I heard Chicago building a shrine of a uh, of uh, is it Bartman?
2: Steve Bartman. Yeah, Two thousand three yeah. NLCS.
1: Wow! Wow! You're, you're,
3: it's uh, actually it's you're almost close. You're close, John. It's actually a statue of Moises Alou giving John giving him the finger. That's the ew. statue they're making. It's, I'll never forget they're, watching
1: that man. They're, I never, Just one I never giant I it finger. Seen, never thought I'd rules happen on the baseball field, but at that moment, I thought I thought Moises Alou was going to pull something out of the ivy and go after that man.
2: Moises Alou is the reason why Steve Bartman became such an enemy for <laughs> a short while. But Steve Bartman That's deserves true. no no blame in that whole situation. The guy who deserves the blame, Alex Gonzalez, dropping a tailor-made double play. To end the exactly. inning, right after that happened,
3: Other, Instead, otherwise known as that is that is Ryan's version of freaking Craig Council <laughs> running in from third base
2: <laughs> in nineteen exactly. I got it. you. Feel my pain. All right, you feel my pain.
1: All right. So anyway, what do you think? Back to wrestling.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what's okay? What's going to happen with the Divas Championship or the Women's Championship? Sorry, they did rename. That's it. That's
3: exactly what's going to happen. That's exactly. They're gonna what's bring gonna back happen. the Divas they're, title. If they bring back that stupid butterfly, just so that Becky and Natalia have something to fight over on thir- on Tuesdays, it will never work. But I, I don't think you can make a second championship either. It has, it has to flow. They, they have not given us any indication of what they're gonna do with these belts moving forward. You know, the the fancy belts that the men in underwear and oily bodies fight for every week. You know, the women. Even though it's been a completely failed you know, experiment, promotion-wise, it's been awful. But they've earned it. They've earned the right to have a, a women's championship as opposed to a diva's championship. And if you bring it back just so you can have two, ugh, it's just it's terrifying. It's, it's like Vince McMahon's wet dream is what it would be. So, And we've had enough of those over the last 20 years live on Monday nights that I don't need one moving forward in the new era
2: so sounds horrifying
1: it is it's one, it's one of the situation where uh, i don't know if i'm if you guys do it's awesome but you know, like what what culture you know they did like the uh, the youtube video of you know, how to book the brands with and he brought something up that i thought was just ingenious it's keeping Viva What the hell is what culture it. huh
3: what the hell is what culture
1: it, it's something else that's re, that's close to tna in puerto Rico. It's very low profile. I was gonna
3: say because I only go to TopRopePress.com dot com for my wrestling news, so I don't really know. It's just what, a YouTube channel. It's all it is. It's
1: a YouTube channel. It's all it is. It's a YouTube. It's a YouTube channel. That's all it is. There's nothing else. It's the Shining
3: Stars of Puerto Rico. Okay. Yes. Got it.
1: Very, very underground. Very underground. Uh, but you know, having divas represent one brand and then have like cruiserweights on the other brand, I thought that was just you know a very good point, very good thing that that actually could happen. Uh, but obviously it looks like it's not gonna happen. But that would be bring so much to the product on each type of show. You know, having having Divas on Raw, cruiserweights on a on, uh, SmackDown, especially since we have the whole cruiserweight division going on and the whole tournament going on. Why not encompass that and bring it on to one of the brands so that way you're able to properly feel three hours or two hours weekly with actually good product as opposed to just you know, pissing in the wind and trying to figure out, you know, who's gonna who's gonna beat Roman Reigns this week. Well, I am
3: to answer that question. <laughs> I'm gonna beat Roman Reigns this week.
1: Have you it's been drafted yet? By the way, I keep waiting for that tweet. I don't know.
3: I keep asking for updates. I thought I would go in at least the seventy eighth round of this draft.
2: I'm so, looking like it would be
3: an front draft creation right now, so
2: I saw, I saw some people talking on social media tonight. So since Raw is going to have the cruiserweight title and bullshit. Balor is listed at 190 pounds, do you think they are dumb enough to make Balor a cruiserweight champion on Raw? And do you guys think that would be a good or bad move? Because I kind of gave away what I think just now.
3: Well, I mean, I mean... Neville's on Raw, right? They drafted Neville to Raw. Um, they made no announcements of anybody from the CWC as draft picks tonight. Uh, they left today. With Tommy down at uh, NXT. I would say that in this situation, holy crap! It's the Jobber. I'm um, alive.
4: What's up, guys? <laughs> What's going on, man? I don't. Agree. So keep, we're keep going. about the, keep we're just talking about
3: the cruiserweight division, which is non-existent. But um, Hornslog was back, by the way.
2: And, is it? You know, God, no, no. Uh, We've gone off track a lot tonight. We yeah. do,
3: but we're on track. We're on track a little bit too. But no, I think the main answer, though, Ryan, is like if you if you put the belt on Valor, then I don't know. I mean, it can it can legitimize the the division though too moving forward. So I think it can work both ways. I mean, no, the guy should definitely be wrestling for. I mean, I don't know. I mean, the U.S. titles the one that's going to be on Raw, so I don't want him in that category because Rusev would basically break him, uh, if not Lana would. So, you know, put him in the main, t- main title picture if you want to, but if you're going to have the Cruiserweights on Raw and you have a whole hour out of three to fill in some way, then why not put the belt on Balor? Just why not?
1: Well, what about the fact that, uh, in and encompass that, yeah, putting putting a cruiserweight title belt on Bower, yeah, yeah, it could work. But it's like you're bringing the top NXT talent to have a secondary, really a secondary type belt, and 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 also to encompass the fact that we have to remember that Gallows and Anderson were drafted Raw, AJ Styles the SmackDown. So are, are we are we going to see that final debut of the of the Bower Club happen? Or are they going to encompass that into it? And then if they do that, that immediately puts Finn Bower. Out of maybe a second tier spot and put some really close up to to a upper upper card spot. Mm.
2: Yeah. Well, I I think if you made Finn Balor the cruiserweight champion, it would really handicap him as like a guy fans see as a main event level status moving forward. Um. Maybe that's unfair because WWE doesn't really have much of a history with a cruiserweight champion. Although they tried it in the late '90s a little bit, but I, I think a lot of times I don't know. It kind of it relegates them to like a lower level in the fans' minds. What What do you think, Jack? Um, I'm gonna, or, is, I'm, gonna, I'm disagreeing. I will with, be utterly surprised if he competes at the
4: cruiserweight level because he went like fifth overall, right? He went very high, so. I would be surprised just because by them taking him that high, they're just underlining something about him that the fans uh, need to pay attention to, especially because who knows how many of the casual fans know exactly what Finn Balor does. But, uh, yeah, I think he's going to be kind of thrown into the mix immediately. How much longer is left on, like, the cruiserweight um, championship thing? Like, how many more weeks of – Two months. Yeah,
2: September. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So I mean what would they do? Keep Finn Balor just feeding him small people for two months until they were ready for that. So I don't I don't know. I, I think he's gonna be they're gonna push him immediately. I think they kinda have to because he's been in
2: NXT forever. Yeah, I agree. I agree. He's gotta go like right to the top, I think.
4: Totally. So I mean, no, I, don't great, what, I, I don't know what. I don't know what. Have you guys been online for a while? I don't know what else has been covered and everything like that. Somewhere just, around
3: six hours.
4: <laughs> no way. Wait, we've
2: been here since three we o'clock on, this afternoon.
3: <laughs> we've been on as long as WWE Network's draft coverage has been on. We've been on. Oh, just long.
2: punishing. Renee me. Young
3: just left. So she just left. Renee Young just left. She went to make sure that Dean was still. Able to walk after
2: his match time. It's like man's been screaming in my ear for the last 45 minutes at least. (laughs) Yes,
3: guys,
1: (laughs)
2: that's hilarious. Yeah, so I, I I do.
3: I got to say this though, man. I had to say this, Ryan. I agree with you guys completely that he has to be right involved right away. You wouldn't draft a guy fifth if you didn't, but from the cruiserweight perspective. If you want to validate that division, whoever wins the tournament down the road, if it's Kota Obushi, if it's, you know, if it's, I don't know, maybe Zach Sabre Jr., if you're going to sign him to a contract, putting those guys in the ring with a guy like Finn Balor or a guy like Neville to help build the division on Raw, you got your whole Dean Blanco, Chris Jericho, Rey Mysterio Jr., Eddie Guerrero, all those guys ended up becoming world champions down the road. And they started off as cruiserweight champions. So I think that the parallel can still be there. If you want to maybe bring people back to understand that the cruiserweights do matter, then you can put Finn Balor in that conversation down the road once you probably bury him after the first three months on Raw by making him wrestle with Gallows and Anderson every week to reform the club and get him where the same place they got AJ in the last two pay-per-views. So I don't know. I think it can go both ways. That's still just my thing. I'll be right in a couple months, and you guys can all come, you know, apologize. But I'm just saying right now, I'll go with the, I'll go with the group. I mean, I they know.
4: they could be breeding this cruiserweight division just for Jericho to squash them all once they get there. Just, to, just <laughs> he does to, have just to troll the so many world. <laughs> he does. He
1: has so many moves. Can he be the man of a thousand and one moves? He's a cruiser. He has like though. a
3: thousand and fifteen now because he added the scarf which is a motive on its own. I drink it in. He does. I agree. I drink
2: it in. I think, I was going to say, I think there's a kind of a weird dynamic, though, with if they do reform the club or the Balor Club or whatever, is don't Anderson and Gallows have to be heels at this point? Because I don't see them making Balor heel, even though Jason would know this because he is against New Japan Pro Wrestling, as we just discussed. But I didn't say I was
3: against New Japan. <laughs> I said that we already have two of them here. So, well, one, well, the Tommy was from Noah, but whatever. Where's Abby the at me? That's where I'm wondering right now, because like,
2: well, the point the point healed. is when Balor was in New Japan as Prince Devitt, he it was he was awesome as a heel, but would he Dev-
3: showed a little bit of it this last Wednesday though. In his match with Nakamura, he was vicious, man. He started; they started to show a little bit of that side. Um, You know, aside from that early stuff where, you know, they were playing around with each other. Once he had that injury, I mean, he keyed in on that the whole time, and he played the heel role really well. I I think if he comes up, I don't see why he can't just immediately debut as a heel because that would just shock everyone immediately.
4: I'm looking at the moment he shows up at the roster right now, and that Raw roster is already heel heavy. Like uh, they got um, Rollins, Reigns, whatever you want to call him, Lesnar. He's ambiguous as well. Sami Zayn's the only really face. You got Jericho, Rusev, Kevin Owens. So unless they're trying to, We like, got
3: big show though, Jack.
4: Yeah, they get they got big he got show. show. He's hey, a heel
3: in a face every day.
4: That is true. He whatever it takes. You're for right him, though to stay relevant, so he can fight Shaq in a year or whatever it is. That is the sole reason. You're you right, there. though.
3: You have Cesaro, Neville, end Cass, really. that That's it. So, yeah. yeah, it is really heel heavy.
4: Who knows? Maybe,
1: maybe Big Show is Cruiserweight champion. I love that. I I'm just thinking, <laughs> I think I'm thinking outside the box. Only if his
3: first defense is against, like, you, John. So, <laughs> like, that's the that's, that's way to go with that. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's – I don't know if uh, – Balor is an awesome heel, but I don't think they would do it just because of, well, like Jack said, they're heel heavy already. And then the fact that I like to call it the Cena rule because Balor sells a ton of merchandise. Yeah. So, you know, I don't think they would turn him just because he's got to be in there, I would think, top three or four merchandise sellers that they have.
4: Absolutely. But AJ Styles was moving merch too, and they flipped him – Quickly, yeah, um, but for That's what? That's true. Does
3: he kind of fall into the Stone Cold rule though? The Stone Cold rule is: who cares who you are? You sell merch. So I mean, AJ's got a following from everywhere else. I mean, as he? You know, doesn't have to say it, but he does. And the dude, I mean, I've, right. I've bought three of his shirts yeah, his, already. His
4: fans so are going to buy stuff regardless of what he's playing on TV.
2: Yeah, I don't think they're as tied to AJ because they didn't. Well, they didn't build him up like they did Balor for the last two right. years. You know, right. he's pretty new to the company, so.
1: I mean, AJ can, you know, murder a kitten and people will still buy merch, you know, the, with what the have you name heard? on it. That's a Donald what have you Trump heard?
2: rule right there, actually. What have you
3: heard? <laughs> There's no killing kittens. That's not, that's not okay, John. That's strike two, man. The Pornhub <laughs> thing was one, but. That
4: was two. I don't know if we can. What's uh? Have you guys heard anything about Nakamura? What's
2: uh? We talked about you know we wanted to see him come up, but we realized NXT kind of needs him to sell tickets right now, and if if he was going to be picked, he probably needed to be in the top two or three to make it a huge deal. So that is true. Yeah, it's I I want to see him on the main roster. He's one of the top wrestlers or three in the company probably right now but yeah you're taking taking balor away so you've got him you've got joe They're headlining takeover right yeah it's, it's it's really weird though because when you look at it you know if this was legitimate he has to be picked yeah right like if yeah. it's a legitimate draft he has to be
4: picked. legitimate there are so many questionable decisions i mean I saw something where I was just overlooking it, and SmackDown took Natalia, and then Raw took Cesaro with the next pick. It's like, come on! Like if this was real, the entire front office would be fired immediately.
2: Yeah, Big Show was picked ahead of Cesaro and Neville. And
4: what was the deal with Kevin Owens? Unz- I don't want to backtrack because I know you guys have probably covered everything. But no, Kevin we Owens haven't
3: even wins. talked about
4: KO. Kevin Owens went like we haven't tweet. even talked
3: about KO. He, I, I tweeted it out and it got. Quite a few retweets. I mean, I, I tweeted out the Aaron Rodgers picture. Yeah, he was. I he was it. exactly that moment. I mean, he even that's the whole thing. Like this whole show was a complete joke because up until that point, you saw nothing of anything of any real value between the draft and the show, until Kevin Owens came out and just like berated both of them in character. Like, what are you doing? Like, how do you not pick me? And that was the only one time through the whole show that they had any kind of like organic. Anything to like lock the two things, the two ideas as one.
4: So, right. Well, I, I, guess I it's think good, it's good that he got a moment to speak because uh, if he just went 18th and it went, it didn't go acknowledged, then it would be like, wait, what's going on here? But, right. I guess, I guess didn't that you, can take, you can take solace that he, you know, got on the mic and said, what the hell are you guys doing? But man, there, there was a lot of names that went before him that like you could have made an argument for him to go like three or four.
2: Easily. Easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Jason and I were going back and forth on Twitter wondering why why Kevin Owens hadn't been picked yet. He, Yeah, he was way down. What pick was he? Let's see. He was...
3: I think he was, he was
2: ranked. 11th pick on Raw? He was, the 18th, Raw? Pick. He was yeah. the 18th pick. 18th overall and right Raw's 11th pick. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: I'm hoping that they're reserving some type of storyline for that. Like they they'll be using it to like bolster his character in it, some way that it contributes to his arc because right now it it kind of negates a lot of the momentum that he'd been cooking up for the past year. I mean, he's been so so hot and for them to basically relegate him to the mid-card via the draft is like, you know, it's a little disheartening.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. He's well. He's obviously going to continue the feud with Sami Zayn, who was picked four spots ahead of him. I think. Right. Yeah, so.
4: How does that? How does that happen? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, four
2: four
3: spots on Raw ahead of him.
2: Yeah. So yeah, four spots on Raw. So what is that? He's probably like eight spots ahead of him overall, something like that. Yeah.
3: Yeah, seven. Yeah, I mean, he was picked after Miz and Rusev. And Becky Lynch for crying a lot. So I mean, I don't know. It was one of those things that 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 was. I think that's the other storyline too. If they do anything with it with Daniel Bryan, basically, you know, he brought up his past with the Miz very briefly when he when he drafted him. He's like, I can't believe I have to do this, but we need the Intercontinental Champion on our on our brand because we don't have any champions at that point. They only had Ambrose, so he drafted Miz, and everyone's kind of like, what? Who cares? I mean. Everyone here knows my disdain for that guy. I mean, his fifth reign as Intercontinental Champion, and he just now broke the hundred days, and it's his second longest reign ever with that title. So that guy is completely misused. He's a decent mid card heel, but those the mid card titles are just completely irrelevant, especially now after tonight, they're even more relevant than they were before. So,
2: wow. Yeah, I thought well, I thought it was kind of weird how. Brian picked him. You know, we I can't believe I have to do this. We need the you don't need it. Yeah. You don't need <laughs> it at all. There's no reason you have to pick him. Um and then I just thought of this. So I was gonna mention this earlier, but what did you guys think of like the demeanor of the leaders of each brand? I thought Shane McMahon was like actually really awkward tonight. Usually he's decent on the mic, not the best, but I thought he was like really awkward tonight. Did you guys that come across to you guys at all?
3: He was that way last night. I mean, the dude was sweating bullets for some reason last night. I don't know what was going on with the heat in the ring or whatever it was or the shirt he wore, if he's sick. But it continued on to tonight. He just, every time he talked, he seemed to stumble over his own words. He, you know, Stephanie called him out on it a couple times tonight and last night, which I think it fits her character, but at the same time, it it kept on pushing the show down further and further. Their dynamic is just unnecessary at this point. So I'm I'm done with the whole commissioner idea anyway, before it even was announced they were gonna do it that way. If you're gonna have GMs, let the GMs run the show, get off my TV and stop sweating as if you forgot the deodorant <laughs> and it's stopping directly on you.
4: It's like he. It's hours. like he's come back and he's developed like a speech impediment or something because he's been yeah. he's been tough to watch ever since his return. Even though like we've wanted him to succeed so desperately, but he's been and he's been he's been awkward to say the least. So I don't know, man.
1: Maybe maybe it's part of him like maybe trying too hard. Yeah, he's he's been out of out of the game for so long. Right, Maybe it's his way of trying counteracting Stephanie, you know, being who she is. Which I, I, as much as you can talk bad about her, she still does a really good job. Eighty-five percent of the time,
4: I think she's fantastic
1: doing the heel port. What is he doing? Okay.
2: Yeah, I I agree Sorry. with you, John. Yeah, it's uh, it's Stephanie. I don't know. She's a decent on-air character. But the problem is like she has the go away heat with the crowd at this point, I think. Yeah. It's not like she has even more heat. Right. Like I was I was listening to uh, Wrestling Observer Live earlier today and they were talking about how Are
1: different. they in Puerto Rico? What's I that? don't know what they are either. <laughs> what is
2: that? Some other podcast. But anyways, is, that a, is that a YouTube <laughs> thing? They were saying you know like with stephanie usually when you have an annoying heel like she is you're waiting and waiting for them to get theirs but stephanie's never going to get hers because she's the boss's daughter right she's never going to get humiliated on tv so that's why you
4: speared at wrestlemania though what's that you got speared at wrestlemania though that's true that's true and nobody
2: nobody cared yeah yeah so i mean like i don't know i don't know I would rather see it like you guys are talking about Jason sick of those commissioners. If they were like back at the WWE offices in Stanford and once in a while, like they'd show a live shot from their office, but they weren't at the show every week. You let the GMs run the show and it's more of like an indirect role in the show. So anyone have any closing thoughts before we wrap this up? Let's go. a
3: you first Jackson, you're with the most recent.
2: Yeah. My, my wounds are fresh.
4: I, I'm I'm really kind of surprised and a little butthurt that SmackDown feels very SmackDown-y. Like, although it's live and it's exactly. getting a huge, like, makeover and it's getting Shane McMahon and it's getting Daniel Bryan, that roster I don't know. It's not very compelling to where like, there's nothing that makes you lift your eyebrows. Like, until I saw Carmella got drafted by SmackDown, I hadn't really seen anything. I was like, oh, that could be interesting because you know what you're getting with Cena, unless he turns heel, which isn't happening. Like, uh, it just seems like it's going to be a predictable show. I think the most compelling thing that they had was that they drafted um, Bray Wyatt at seven as, as just Bray Wyatt. So hope um, the Wyatt family seems like it was kind of petering out anyway because they haven't they don't win ever. So uh, I think if there's one thing to be excited about on SmackDown, it's that Bray Wyatt could potentially blow up like we've all been touching ourselves over, you know, but, uh, man, I don't know. Cause honestly, if this were a real draft, would you really draft Dean Ambrose second overall with or without a championship? Because, you know, he's been in the main event for all of a couple weeks and to give him that, you know, that number two spot, like even Reigns would be a more compelling pick because at least people hate him, but I don't know. It, it, it's going to be fascinating to see what happens and, it, like does SmackDown get first dibs on Nakamura or, or Bayley? Like how how does she not get drafted? So I'll be interested to see how they move forward. That's what, when I watch WWE. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm always interested in the next move because this one, if you stay, if you get caught up in this one, it usually breaks your heart. So you gotta always move on to the next one.
1: Yeah, yeah. Before I go, I mean, you, I mean, you really know that SmackDown felt like SmackDown. You know, I feel like I'm I'm watching the brand split all over again. And when I expected something completely new, uh, which that's just, that just dumb in me to think that they were going to do something different. Uh, but you know, with Bray Wyatt, there's still the opportunity of the Wyatt family still going to be there because Eric Horn's still on the SmackDown roster. Luke Harper wasn't even drafted, so there's still that opportunity for him to appear with the Wyatt family on SmackDown. Uh, we all, it's all it's been documented before that Vince McMahon's very big on on Strowman. He's he, you know, he's, a, he's a giant of a man. So it makes sense that uh, put him on Raw, see what he can do as a big monster uh, heel, maybe as a cruiserweight champion. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, you know, but yeah. But in closing, uh, but in closing, you know, it was it was it was very unsatisfying for me in the draft. I think we all came into this thing expecting a lot more, which as 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 fans of professional wrestling we tend to do that with with professional wrestling because we all think that they should do something different and and when they don't then we should criticize it which is exactly what we're doing but still at the same time we you know it's hard to take a step back and realize it's still entertainment but it, we'll see what happens i mean we, we can't count them out it's it'll be an interesting pay-per-view i mean especially with two brands plus now
2: jason any closing thoughts
3: i completely count them out john so I'm I'm gonna wait for Thursday. I'm gonna tune into Pop TV if I can find it. I'm gonna watch
1: or L-ray. More of Ray for Lucha. Matt Hardy.
3: I'm gonna watch Matt Hardy wrestle Dixie Carter, um, for the company with Jeff as a special referee. There's no one else, by the way, who wrestles for that company besides the Hardy Boys. Did you guys know that. I didn't know if anybody else knew that or not. They're <laughs> the only two who wrestle there. Yeah,
1: but, they're actually um, going to wrestle they're actually going to wrestle in a pinata on a pole match. Oh, good. Yeah.
3: That that will that'll bring of ratings, but it'll project. probably be still more entertaining. Every weekend, just. But it'll still probably be more entertaining than the draft was tonight, to be honest with you, because I it was rough. It was rough. Um I think Jack can get it on the head, man. There's nothing compelling. I've said it a couple times tonight. There's nothing compelling at all that happened tonight that makes me come back next Tuesday in hopes that you know we're gonna have a new set. We're going to have more Ronaldo out there with no Michael Cole, which he was probably, by the way, the highlight of the evening with Moro Ronaldo by far. And, you know, other than that, I'm going to watch Monday and I'm going to cry silently as I write my review like I always do. And <laughs> I'm going to tune in Tuesday and I'm going to cry out loud because I don't have to write that review. And then I'm going to call Ryan and I'm going to beg him to end this mercilessly as possible. And I just – I want to watch something compelling on television, and tonight I didn't see anything that made me think that we're going to have anything compelling moving forward.
4: I'm still excited to watch SmackDown, even though like looking at the roster, like it still looks like the second hour of Raw. Like you got like Del Rio and Ziggler, and like everything like that. Like like, come on, like yeah. So maybe in looking at their later draft draft picks, they have they got Alexa Bliss and like I said, Carmelo. So maybe they're going to try to like build. Those younger talents up just so they can go to Raw like in a couple, you know, a couple months later. But Crazy. I don't know. Maybe this is like it can be a spot where people are reviving their careers, like Ziggler, who people have always liked, but he seems to never have gotten an opportunity. I think they got they have Barrett Colvin too, so maybe. Oh, please tell me
3: we get ten more Corbin Ziggler matches in the next two weeks. <laughs> I am.
4: Oh my god! Maybe, please. Maybe they can reset something and like it's just an opportunity for them to actually get time in matches or promos or something like that. But, um, man, I, so I will be excited to watch, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how long I'll be able to maintain.
2: Yeah. I think I, I would agree with Jack. I think SmackDown's roster on the surface, not the best. Um, definitely, To me, it was a lot like the early drafts they did in the early 2000s where SmackDown got the short end of the stick. Um, When I look at the roster and I'm looking at AJ, and then I'm thinking, who's AJ going to feud with that can give us some killer matches? And (laughs) it could be an intriguing feud and probably not the best in the ring. I don't know. Might be all right. I I think we're probably headed to AJ and Ambrose at SummerSlam for sure um
4: have we gotten any any more notice on a second title
2: nothing nothing Nope. Mm. I think I think it's still the plan but not confirmed so I think something at battlegrounds gonna lead to that you would think
4: yeah I think it's so perfect that the usos are on smackdown like nothing that doesn't sum it like it just sums it up <laughs> I, I mean I have a pathological dislike for the usos I, I really do <laughs> <laughs> well why Us? Yeah. <laughs> well,
3: now on you were oos to Oh it, uh, that, that's, so you know, you used.
4: that's fine. I'll take it as a term of endearment, but I'm so You're over right. those guys. I mean <laughs> and they could be good, like they, they could do something cool, but yeah, it's it's just so fitting that they're on
2: SmackDown. Yeah, they I think they're gonna be feuding with the Ascension pretty soon. I don't know who oh. they're gonna be wrestling. <laughs> Looking at the tag teams on smackdown there's not a whole lot of options there for him so yeah yikes yeah all right well i guess we're gonna wrap this up so this has been our wwe draft post show here for topropepress.com so i am ryan Drosty, joined by jason stout we had john bunting what? here and uh jack snodgrass so we will catch you guys next time we'll be announcing our next broadcast you can tune in live on blab you can download on demand uh, from podbean on topropepress.com and uh, we will be announcing the launch of top rope nation a weekly podcast here within the next couple days so thanks for joining us and see you guys next time